and welcome back to the Burning Down the House podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mint, and I'm joined by my eccentric, amazing, over-the-top co-host, Josh Wetzer. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're, we're, you know, we're kicking off episode two. We're getting into this thing. We're finally past the, the daunting experience of episode one. Yep. And uh, we have some uh, interesting topics to talk about today. Uh, just a little rundown of the docket. We're going to start off talking about how the coronavirus is kind of affecting the tech world. We have uh, the Mobile World Congress was shut down, which is one of the bigger phone expos of the year. So, you know, that's kind of big. And then we also have China developing a close contact app that is going to be like combating like how we can kind of teach people to be safer with this virus going around. And so we're going to talk a little bit about tech being used to combat like biological things and mm-hmm. like disease because that's pretty intense. Segwaying into Apple, you know, Apple's always making it into the news. Uh, seems like Apple might be taking up a lot of market share with their Apple Pay coming up in 2025. Going to be talking about that. And also... Are they slowing down your phones? And is it just because they don't like you? Or is it because they have a legitimate reason? Ending off with cybercrime. Because we're just going to end every episode with cybercrime. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be that or IoT. Yeah. It'll be cybercrime or Cybercrime IoT. or IoT. Yeah. If it's not making us money, we yeah. ain't talking about it. Come on now. And, and uh, <laughs> I just realized IoT means Internet of Things. Trying to avoid the acronyms for you guys. The geek speak. <sighs> <laughs> it's okay. They'll, they'll learn. They'll learn. They'll yeah. catch up. IoT, Internet of Things. I don't know why they call it that because wouldn't everything of the Internet be a thing? <clears throat> You'd think. You know, Because isn't everything in the Internet, yeah, so it's, it's naturally a thing. Just whatever. It's, I don't know who came up with it. <laughs> we should we should have a third on this show. Just have them look that up next yeah, time. Yeah, soon we'll have a Jamie type to like look up things for us, so I don't know, right. to like dis- distract myself. But anyway, going in. So the the mobile world congress that's yeah. where like the big phone manufacturers except for apple come in and show their new phones off and we were expecting to see a lot of foldable glass this year are you familiar with that trend yeah and samsung failed at it miserably in their first go around like <laughs> no do you know they refreshed possession. that and it actually ended up being really yeah. decent yeah they refre- they had to do a whole new i read about that they had to do a whole new uh design i think on well it. because it was uh they had a film a protective film over the glass and oh, people thought it happened? was a screen protector and oh, they were that's peeling right. it off and it was actually it like an integral it. part of the display right um, but right. this time around so razor well motorola had come out with like a concept for their razor phone the old one that used to be like everyone's favorite thing in the back nice. in the day um where it's going to be like a foldable phone with a screen that's cool and so um they're, they released, they like unveiled that. They actually did bring a product, but it's kind of clunky looking. But Samsung with is coming out with a foldable phone that looks like just a regular S20, but it just folds. That's pretty interesting. It's going to be, I'm, yeah. my only thing is like, so you remember when smartphones first came out and the screens weren't like that nice. And mm-hmm. so like you could like tell that there was like a depth between like the screen and like yeah. the digitizer. Yeah. I'm afraid that this foldable technology is going to end up looking like, like that, that again. And yeah. that was like, it's not responsive to your touch. Like that's, I think that's a big contributor to why, and this is a little bit off topic, why Apple and iPhones ended up being so like popular was that the touch screens felt good versus like right. those first touch right. screens were, were awful. awful yeah they were pretty bad like it, it was almost like like just 
it's kind of like um, motion controls in gaming. Mm-hmm. How like when it first was implemented, everyone was like, "Can you just please <laughs> give me like Wii. a regular controller?" Um, and I think people felt that with touchscreens. But yeah, so it got shut down. That's no good. Um, nope. You and know, you'd be able to see that new Samsung phone there probably if uh, oh, for shut sure. down. <laughs> so. Um, there but you we're go. Still, I'm sure we'll just see people start announcing a lot of those products either via social media or maybe they'll try to host something else. I am not seeing that they're going to like reschedge. Add, like it yeah. seems like they're just canceling it. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on. Yeah. Um, so that then that coronavirus is kind of scary. On the side note, I mean, might as well since that's part of the reason why it got shut down. Just to like comment on that, it's nuts. No, it's, over it's a thousand, crazy. Over a thousand deaths now confirmed. It's like 40,000 cases yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Um, be safe. There's a, yeah, definitely. Practice hygiene. Um, <laughs> Wear a mask in the airport. Yeah, probably like <laughs> don't go to China right now. Like, yeah. if, unless you like really have to, I'd probably yeah. steer clear. I um, wouldn't be messing with it. Yeah. Um, um, one thing, if you do go to China, you should get the close contact detector app yeah. and make sure you're not in close contact with anyone with coronavirus so you don't get infected yeah china seems as if they're going to be rolling out an app and it's like gonna be like basically like you sign up and you say like i have x or i don't have x and then when you get close to people like it senses it and it realizes it and it tells you like hey you're really close like <laughs> break away <laughs> you might, you might want to leave this situation it doesn't seem like it's yeah. good it, like i don't know i the image of like Maverick Breakaway from Top Gun. I'm dating myself by referencing that movie. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm wondering exactly what tech they're using. I was just trying to find it. Um, if it's near field comm or if it's Bluetooth. I'm just curious because there's there's it's quite interesting to see that kind of um, technology get rolled out in something like this so quickly. So and I you know I'm not familiar. I think that you know it's the China Electronics Technology Group Corporation is the one who developed it with uh the government it looks like it's jointly developed between them and the chinese government yeah so i don't know it's one of those things you know china does things a little bit differently than the united states i don't necessarily agree with everything they do uh well, personally but that's beside the point it's just kind of interesting to see something you know uh, get developed so fast for this kind of like the hospitals are throwing up and everything they're they're doing so much that aspect of this so, whole thing has been almost like weird. inspiring to watch because yeah. sometimes a lot and like like just in general with other countries, like you see efforts to relieve certain things taking much longer than it, than it sometimes it feels like it should. Right. And to see like everyone kind of be like, okay, we need to deal with this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's build hospitals. Let's get this app out. Let's yep. evacuate. Let's, you know, find quarantine and do everything they need to do, which is cool. And uh, one, I think it's, I think it's almost like a powerful quote from this article, which everything always will be linked below in the show notes. Um, it says, from a Chinese perspective, this is a really useful service for people. It's a really powerful tool that really shows the power of data being used for good. So something that we're always criticizing China for over in the U.S. is that they take everyone's data. Mm-hmm. And that's like something that seems <laughs> to be a constant theme. And it, it is cool to see that, like, okay, it could be a good thing sometimes. It could be. Like... Because, I mean, the only way they would be able to know and tell each other, like, hey, this person might have coronavirus is if is they're they mining know. an obscene amount of data from yeah, these that's, people. So it's, and they already are. I mean, yeah, it's Huawei, like it wasn't Huawei is pretty much doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've been, there was another article that came out there where you don't have it in show notes, but uh, about Huawei 
basically has had backdoor access to 4G networks since 2009. So yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of like, all right, cool. And for those who don't know, Huawei is the primary is primary mobile provider, I think, over there. I think so. They, they, make, a lot of the, they make all the phones. Yeah, and I know the UK just is signed a big deal to get Huawei rolling 5G out in the, you know parts of their country. I don't know about, I think it's some of the major corridors at least. So they're pretty powerful but i'm not also gonna say like just in fairness i think as a u.s just as a side note the united states also does a lot of that too oh for sure a lot of the companies and probably the government if i had to guess does it too so you know i don't know i mean whatever it's just kind of interesting to see technology go and try and help people in this environment is really what i'm focused on with this that's kind of cool um even though the the scope is scary it's kind of interesting the circumstances suck and are scary, but it is really interesting and promising to see like a government system that a lot of times we see as like a certain way, like working, it seems like just to benefit the world. And it's always nice when like everybody can collectively put whatever aside and just Mm -hmm. do like, okay, we need to come together and fix this. This is a serious problem for humans. And so I also think it's really awesome that these businesses who are supposed to have their big conference pulled out and yep. canceled instead canceled of endangering yep. the lives of reporters, their staff. Yep. Smartest it thing to do. It could have been really bad. So yep. I'm, I'm actually really happy to see that they handled that in the way they did. Yep. It's kind of like our policy here. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah. We're not old school. The old school way was get you into work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay home. Just call into just the podcast. Bring some. Just bring some <laughs> tissues. <laughs> right exactly uh, moving on to some lighter news um apple pay may make up to 10 percent of card transactions by 2025 that's nuts which i there you go i feel like most people i talk to in regards to apple pay they look at me like you use apple pay like why are you using apple pay like that seems to be like a common thing like hmm. people don't either either they don't really understand it or they didn't take the time to set up the wallet app or like I never get people that are like, Yeah, Apple Pay, but like I'm a huge Apple Pay fanatic. I wish I never yeah, had I, to have a wallet ever again. I do too. I was just actually thinking about that today. Um, you know, it just, just hit the store earlier and I'm like, you know, I, I could do that. <laughs> I could stop carrying a wallet if I didn't need my driver's license and other permits and yeah. stuff. So you know, it's it's really interesting. Like I used it for a while and I got a couple new phones. Like I went through this like period where my phones kept messing up. And so I kind of lost all those, you know, they, they make you redo everything every time. Even if you load all your crap from iCloud, I have an iPhone. Um, so, you know, I haven't reset it up because after the third time I was really annoyed about it. So, which is no fault of anyone's, but mine, because I'm an idiot with phones. (laughs) Um, but there's a, um, I've got a case now at least. So, so there's that. So there's that positive note on that one. Um, yeah, so like Apple Pay making up 10%, not surprised at all. As we move towards that, um, things are just going to become more and more seamless. And to me, that's seamless. It's so nice to be able to just, you know, blip that thing when I was using it at the checkout at the yeah, grocery store, no, it's, it's you the know, your local drugstore, whatever. And- it is super, super convenient not having to have a wallet. Yeah, and you I, just pull up and yeah. it's like, all right, well, I'll just get this done. Now right. they're starting to add it to gas pumps. No, um, that's good. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I can't do it there around. Like the one near my house that's just got them. And Did like, they? It's so that's awesome good. just being able to like pull up, pull it, yeah. get out, boop. Same with like <laughs> ATMs are doing it now. Like I bank with Chase and right. they've done a really good job overhauling their systems to accommodate it. Um, one thing that was really interesting to me when I first saw this article was like when I first heard it, I was like 10%, like, 
that doesn't seem like anything to write home about. But then I thought about What's it. What's the market? It's 10% of all credit card transactions. Yeah, that's huge. That's ginormous. Yeah. And what percent of that 10 are they making money off of is the question. Because that's, I don't know that we it even sees. No, I doubt Apple's that releasing that. Yeah, that's probably data they keep close to the chest. But yeah, that's um, that's huge. And it's only going to keep them more and more pervasive. Um you know, it's pretty cool. I think it's a pretty cool company. I, uh, I don't know everything about them, every last dark little detail they do. And I'm sure, you know, just like everyone, we all make mistakes. And I'm sure their company does too. Um, but it's really neat to see such a progress in a day-to-day thing like that. How yeah. much that can really affect your life in a positive way. Again, and, and I'm probably theming that a little bit in this show, like just trying to be positive about everything. But, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I love seeing tech streamline processes make things easier for people help you out that kind of thing so um it's fun just to kind of watch it happen around you um conversely though i will say that when i did have this like apple pay all set up i was uh you know one of those people that was dumb enough to start forgetting my wallet (laughs) so i'd run into that issue from time to time as well which i'm sure like probably some of our listeners out there have done the same thing as my guests so um you know it's it's one of those things where it's like change is is not always gonna perfect everything. It just makes you know part of your process a little easier. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I don't it's know. also it's interesting to see like so, Apple Pay came out October 2014. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was that long ago. It accounts for five percent of all credit card transactions right now. Hmm. So that's, that's give or take a couple big. months. That's five years. Yeah. Yeah. Five roughly. years, five percent of transactions, pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then to add another five and you're doubling that, like, that's the kind of like, that's like some linear growth. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's what we want in the world. <laughs> 1% for every year, roughly. And so yeah. um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see competitors for this because, like, mm-hmm. that's what I, I know was Samsung thinking. had theirs, Google had theirs, and it kind of. I mean, I'm sure people use it. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure people get mad by what I'm about to say. But like, <laughs> nobody's using that. Like, no, it's not really getting used. I don't know. I, I, we should pull up the stats after we get done. We should look at that. I have no idea because I have no clue. I have no nothing to comment on it because I have no idea. I'd be uninformed. I've stood in a lot of lines. No one's using Android. A lot of stuff, and I have yet to see <laughs> yeah. someone whip out their Google Pay. Yeah, that's true. Google Pay app. Hold on. Yeah, let me get that out. <laughs> is that even being worked? Is that even being developed anymore? <laughs> they, Looking um, at you, Google. Yeah, Google Pay. I used them for uh, for a while for like buying concert tickets. Oh, did you? I quickly learned how bad not it was. To yeah, use Google Pay for anything. When did, I wonder when that came out because I feel like memory serves. I was just like, I think it was a little just before its time. You know what I mean? It was a little. It was a little bit you know, too um, soon and people didn't have fast enough phones or the devices just weren't powerful enough. It came out after Apple Pay. It oh, did out, it really? It originally came out as Android Pay in 2015 and then re- was rebranded ah, as Google Pay in yeah, 2018. Yeah, that's right. I forget about that. So uh, mm-hmm. no excuses, Google. You just suck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, we're going to have some bias. Uh, that's all good. I'm just messing yeah, with no, it. Yeah, no, I want everyone to know part of my character is that I'm obsessed with Apple and I yeah, don't really love Google or anything that has the word Android next to it. Yeah, I, to be fair, though, and this is not again not something where we can comment on on maybe the next episode, but like Google, uh, I'm not a fan either for multiple reasons. Um, 
one of which is just obviously privacy with them. They're, you know, worse than Facebook, in my opinion, for their privacy stance. The other part of the problem that I have with it is um, they tend to get a, de- a product developed to a certain point and then they just drop it. Yeah. They just throw it away. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know kind of Microsoft does that too. And Apple's probably done that on things. I'm not as familiar with what they develop. Apple but does it seldomly. Apple's say, usually pretty good about supporting products for yeah. long periods of time. Because that was, that was always my complaint with those Android phones every time I owned one. The first right. year, great. As soon as you get to that second year, the battery yeah, sucks. Dumb. You don't get into software updates yeah. anymore. It's like, okay, well, I'm glad I bought a brick. Right. <laughs> exactly. doesn't even make sense. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like, and, and to your point, and this kind of goes to the next article, like Apple's iPhones, you know, they keep them around, so they slip, but how do they do it, right? Yeah, so <laughs> that's, this, this, that's, a, that's a perfect segue. So a lot of people, and this has been an ongoing thing that people have been talking about. This article is actually pretty old, yeah, um, it's but two years old. It's, it's still worth talking because I feel like people didn't really get the understanding that they needed to about this situation. So a couple years ago, it came out that Apple may be slowing down people's phones. And like, the internet went into an uproar. Like, how could you slow down my phone? Like, I want to use my iPhone 4 in 2019. Come on. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? And then... I actually had an end user I had to support at one of my previous jobs that did that. I believe it. Like, totally. I had a professor my last yeah. my last semester that had an iPhone like, 4. a couple of years ago. It's like, what yeah. are you do- doing? Yeah. That, that was 2019 for me. I that was someone su- was still using surprising. a 4. Yeah. That's surprising that because a lot of the carriers will kick off a lot of those older devices yeah. off their network. They won't even let them be on there anymore, which is surprising. Like, I know iPhone 5s, I think Verizon kicked those off at the turn of this year. Yeah, they like, did. they're done. Yeah. So... Anyways. Um, but yeah, so you know, people wanted to stick to their old phones and they didn't understand why it felt slower. And so Apple kind of came out and they tried to explain it, but it, I think they just lost him in verbiage. So like they tried to say, like, we're just trying to make them last longer. Right. And to everyone else, it was like, how is it gonna last longer if it's worse? <laughs> like I totally get that logic when you hear that. Because like if you're if you're not really informed on it, it's gonna be like, What do you mean? So you right. made my phone worse so I could have it for longer. And then I feel like once you say it enough times, it's like, oh, oh you're going to okay. make my phone worse so I can have it for right. longer. So the, the gist of it is that they essentially were slowing down the internals like in clock speeds and stuff like that just so they could get... Um, Keep the battery from yeah, draining just faster. the battery. It's yeah. all a battery yeah. thing. It's a well, matter... Didn't, isn't that why they also put in like the program for repl- like cheap battery replacements? For those phones? Well, that was just because was they had bad? one of the most overpriced battery programs ever. Okay. And then they were like, and I then think when this came out, complained. Yeah. I think and, it was because of this, this article. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, it's it's one of those things, like, uh, I agree with your sentiment on it. It's a little silly. And it's one of those things that, you know, you see in tech from time to time with, you know, there is sort of like this planned obsolescence that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, companies don't like to admit that they do that, but they do that. <laughs> I oh, mean, for sure. it's completely like, I don't know if it's illegal. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I know it's against some regulations. It's anti-consumer. I yeah. And it is. And I, I don't particularly like it on a face value, but I also see, you know, being in the tech business and having to support a lot of these devices. Um, it, it's kind of one of those catch 22 is like double edged sword, right? Like you're, you're getting a device, you're using it for years. I mean, of course it's going to start slowing down in some yeah. way. Every device in the planet does that. So, you know, to really criticize them for doing that is not really fair. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've 
take take a Windows PC like the old days of XP or, or Vista or Seven, um, and all those operating systems eventually you had to wipe them and start over because your device started slowing like crazy uh and then you got you know microsoft pushing out updates in which service pack updates were which were massive basically changing the entire entirety of the os that kind of thing and then um you know you got all kinds of stuff like that so um you know it's kind of interesting to see it from that perspective like when you when you look at the history of all the devices that are out there and then, you know, this article came out and everybody went nuts over it, right? Like it's just kind of interesting to see people's reaction in mass. And I don't really think there was a lot of pure, like real logic to it. If you broke it down, it actually made sense with what they were doing. Well, you have to ask yourself a really simple question. Would you rather yeah. have your phone be worthless after a year, right. or would you rather and, have a phone that lasts five years but in the last couple of years it gets slow? Right, and like so, and that's kind of the thing. Like I've, I just had to replace an iPhone six for you know one of our family members, for example, and it's like it's twenty twenty. When did that phone come out? <laughs> you know, like that was when? When did that come? Do you know? It was twenty fifteen. The six. The six was it sixteen? It was fourteen. It was fourteen. Okay, I'm pretty I could, sure it was. 14. Yeah, you're right. It was it was fourteen or fifteen. I remember that, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. And so, you know, when you look at those those phones, that's six years. Yeah, September twenty fourteen. Yeah, there you go. And dude, like, well, it was five and a half because you know, be September twenty twenty would make it six. But like, that's still crazy. Yeah. Like that's. Those are still out in the wild. Working Today. as people's daily drivers, and right. they have no complaints, and it's right. running the latest version of iOS. It's running it well, and mm-hmm. it's like you can't compete at that nope. point. Like no other product is getting supported like that for that long of no. time. I mean, Google doesn't even do that, from what I understand. I mean, they, they, that's kind of the thing. Like when you think about how much goes into this, I mean, look at the the valuation of Apple as a company, and you know, people take for granted too, like this company it took like a billion dollar company to create that kind of ecosystem where you can do that <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's nuts it's crazy and then we're living in that era yeah we're like we're benefiting off the 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 products that, that company's creating and they're doing a great job at it yeah. i think frankly i think it's it also like it speaks to their mission of sustainability yeah because like a lot of these phones like especially of like the uh the android variety like i said after they after they brick they end up getting um either destroyed just thrown away thrown away let's be honest any of those throw them in the trash yeah and then that's horrible for the world yep versus like and i know like people can make their arguments that apple's doing it for a revenue reason or for like a, a pr reason but Apple has a very big sustainability goal and like they really try to like recycle and get use mm-hmm. out of things. And the fact that they, instead of contributing to the problem are having phones out there for seven years before they have right. to get dealt with. And they make it super easy to bring in an old phone and recycle it. Yep. I was so going to say, like, I was going to th- suggest, they, if you don't know that. Yeah. If you don't know that you can literally go to the Apple store and just like take your old phone there and they'll take it from you. You can take anything. It's like, not just, oh, it's, it's not, not just, it's Apple, not just products? Apple products. I didn't it's know that. Literally any electronics that maybe not like large TVs, Yeah, but like pretty much any regular that. size electronic, they right. will recycle because they seem pretty dedicated to this initiative of interesting not creating a bunch of e-waste which i think is awesome yeah that's pretty cool i mean we're trusting though that they're actually doing the right thing with it yeah. but i agree with you and in, in a face value looks pretty cool so anyways yeah. 
Yeah, this is a good time to thank our lovely <laughs> corporate sponsor, Fetzerhaus Technology, your right. premier managed service provider in the Indianapolis area. Do we you do f- it. We do it. We do it well. We, we do, do IT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably stealing somebody's tagline by saying oh, that. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't really someone's care. thought about that. <laughs> um, if you are in the, in, the, in the area, you have a small business, you're trying to figure out your IT solutions, you know, you can always head over to our website, www.fetzerhaus.com, and check out what we have to offer. Um, we're currently running free co- consultations to look at your network and figure stuff out. There's always a way that we can help you improve your productivity and make sure that you have less downtime. So always, always, always check out our lovely and gracious corporate sponsor, <laughs> Fetzerhaus Technology. Good plug. And that leads us in to our last topic, which is cybercrime profits in 2019. The FBI has released a report. Report yep. stating that it, profits reached three point five billion dollars with cybercrime. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that you could be saving. <laughs> yeah, by not letting your network be susceptible to these problems. Yep. Now these came in from the forms of you know phishing, uh, malicious extortion, malicious uh, malicious stuff putting on getting put on your computer either through emails or through primarily uh, yeah. that's primarily through mostly emails. email yeah. um some file transfers i know like some some of these companies are using like we transfer and stuff for yep. files and uh you know these hackers are getting they're getting aware of that and now they're finding ways to mask their names on these services and send you files you know you think it's greg from down the hall and next thing you know you got a trojan on your computer and it wasn't greg that whole time it was Yuslav. <laughs> it was Yuslav. I like that. <laughs> You're assuming it came from Russia, is what I'm assuming. There. Well, I don't even know if that's a Russian name, but that's what I, I got. I can tell out of you it. that when I've looked at the threat map that is out there, where it shows yeah. live like where these attacks are originating and going, a lot <laughs> of the ori- origins are coming from Russia. So shocker, shocker. I think it's a fair assumption that it probably is something, someone over there, yeah. but that's not to say it's happening everywhere. <laughs> there's no bias. We love you, Russia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Kaspersky Labs. Kaspersky. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're relying on uh, if you're relying on basic like anti-malware software, uh, stop your your business is not safe. The FBI yeah. wants you to know that. They want you they want in reality, everybody wants you to go find an IT provider and secure your business because there's customers that want to do business with you. There's other businesses that want to do business with you. In its entirety, everybody wins when you are more protected. Yep. And, and that's that, kind of what I take away from it. Yeah. At this point, and we said this in the last episode, I'm gonna keep banging on this drum until it's you know, until you people who listen to this remember this forever. Um, you're irresponsible at this point if you're not working with somebody to help protect your environment from an IT perspective. Because, you know, Brian Krebs um, mentioned him last episode again. I'll mention him again. I'll keep doing that too. Um, he pretty much sums it up. You're you're destined to get hacked. Statistically speaking, at some point, every business is going to be susceptible to this. And if you're not taking necessary precautions, you're you're you know you are basically going to shut down at some point because the the cost is astronomical yeah when you get crypto lockered you get ransomware it's insane i mean you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars on average yeah average um and i'll have to i'll reference some stats on that we can reference some stats and pull some up put them in the next couple episodes for you guys but essentially you know, you need to work with somebody. It doesn't have to be a, a Fetzer house. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be that 
corporate sponsor. It could be anybody who is qualified to do that. Yeah. That's in, in your local area, but, um, you know, they're happy to do it, you know, and that's something that I would not take very lightly. Um, there is a cost to it, of course, but you should be budgeting that into your budget anyway. I mean, we yeah. do it in ours. We do it every, you know, everybody should be doing that. Cyber is a real thing. It's a different world. That's the way to look at it. Um, it's not, you know, it's kind of like physical security transposed over into yeah. a virtual world. I mean, and, and you're going to have physical security, right? So why wouldn't you have cybersecurity and at your, like, in your mind? Are you even remotely worried about someone knocking down the front door of your office? And if the answer is yes, then you should be remotely worried right. about someone knocking the front door to your entire network. Yep. And I hate to sound like so... I feel like sometimes we talk about this. I, I feel like I sound very like negative doom and gloom. Sky is falling, chicken little. It's but kind it's, of negative doom and gloom. Sky is falling, chicken little. If you go to any like threat map, and you could literally go to Google and just do a search on threat maps. At the top right? of this episode, I'll have a threat map. There linked. you go. Do that. And but you know, go to a threat map and see what's going on. It's happening literally every millisecond of every yeah. day. <laughs> like people are getting hacked. I mean, all that's the time. Some, you know, that's so. these, these people that are launching these attacks. That's their whole thing. Yep. It's not like they have a job and then right. on the on the you know they're moonlighting by hacking people. Their sole existence is literally is to take your data and then sell yeah. it back to you. Yep. And like you can protect yourself about it, so why not do it? Yep. And that goes too. If you're if you're like me and you're let's say you're going through school even and you're selling a bunch of shoes online or you're doing X Y and Z and you're you're doing anything sensitive on your home network, you don't necessarily need to hire an IT company, but please care a little right. bit. Watch those emails. The PayPal people sending people will send you emails claiming to be PayPal. They <laughs> will try to do that. I have fallen to a phishing scam in the exact same vein before. Have like, you really? I didn't, yes, I, I lost three thousand dollars. Oh wow! In a PayPal account. Yeah. Because they just That's crazy. they got me. Yeah. That's I've actually knock on knock on wood. I haven't had that issue happen to me yet. It was right after so. I had sold something on eBay, <clears throat> mm. and so yep. it just looked like the email you get from the right. thing. It was like, hey, you need to confirm this, and I was like, okay. Right. Next thing you know, PayPal yeah, won't crazy. work with me. And that's interesting. You point that out. You said is email, and that's literally for those that don't know, that's what phishing is. Um, it's just a, just to explain that a little bit. When somebody sends you a fake email, they're literally phishing. And think of it like a literal phishing rod is where this comes from. Uh, phishing is spelled with a ph in this uh, instance, but they're phishing to try and get whatever whatever can get on the end of that line. So they're going to send out a you know, thousands and thousands or even millions or whatever emails to try and trick people to just click on their link. And once they click on that, once you click on that link and if they have the right, uh, you know, if you have, you have the right, you know, uh, composition, I guess I'm trying to think just stack of it that's yeah. kind of loosely not managed very well. Like you're running administrator on your day-to-day -day account, for example, stuff like that. You're going to have, you're going to have people, uh, they're gonna, they're basically gonna get malicious code installed on your computer, and yeah. you're not gonna know what's gonna happen. And I know I did a terrible job of explaining that, but that's basically it. So phishing is that's what they're doing. They're trying to get you to click a link to get you tricked into either getting a piece of software on your computer so they can get on your network and start stealing your data, that kind of thing, or just kind of watching in the background for an attack later. That's how a lot of that botnet came out. Was basically yep. you know, a bunch of people clicked on some links, some code was you know, copied down in the, web, in the web browser and then, you know, kept there for like a year, I think something crazy like that, some long period of time. And they didn't attack until much later uh -huh. when they attacked, you know, it came from all these people's computers that had no clue. So it's like, 
there's there's definitely a need here. There's definitely a reason to pay attention to this. So that's all, all we I got to say about you that. Be conscious. Yeah. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> you know. Use a firewall. Use a good antivirus. Keep your operating system patched and updated. Malwarebytes is free. <laughs> yeah, Malwarebytes is pretty good. Malwarebytes free is pretty good it's not for the personal best use. Ever. No, no, I'm not talking yeah. about for your business. If you're yeah. a business, you need to be contacting somebody. Yeah, you probably shouldn't you be handling that on your own unless you're well, nope. unless you're skilled in this. But yeah, if you're at home, even then, uh, even then, I would argue against that for other reasons. But I, but I follow your logic there. Yep. But yeah. Well, cool. This was a fun one. Yeah, that's pretty was, good. I feel was, like we zipped through it. How how long do we take? We're we're at thirty. We're at thirty. Nice. We're at 30. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. This will get. I have a feeling as so right now, and you know what? I'm gonna give a round of applause to the people <laughs> in the office. <laughs> yep. You're all appreciated. Yep. Um, They're all keeping it quiet. You might have for heard. You might this. have heard doors. You might have heard a couple things. <laughs> you know, it's the middle of the workday, so we appreciate you, the audience, for bearing with us on that. We appreciate the people in the office for letting us get this done. Um. As always, this is going to be posted anywhere how podcasts are listening, are listened to, not are listening to. Podcasts don't listen to things. <laughs> Silly Daniel. Yep. Yep. Um, Unless but, they're on Huawei's network, then they probably are. But yeah, so we, we're <laughs> distributing through Anchor, so we have an Anchor page, which will also be linked at the top yep. of this. So that way, if you go there, it should have a link to everywhere it should be. So right now, we're you know fighting with Apple, trying to get it on there, doing, doing, a, little bit of, yeah. doing a little bit of sparring with them, but... We're gonna get this up. We'll have it. Uh, we'll have it live stream to you soon, and I'm excited to see what this is in the future. Yep, me too. All good right, deal. thank awesome. you, yeah, thank, thank you, you, host so Daniel. Much. Have a good.